Welcome to Epignosis, the teaching ministry of Grace Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. The Power of Sacrifice, Part 1 A friend of mine brought something to me recently and it's a story contained in the book of 2 Kings chapter 3. It happened between four kings. The first king was Jehoram, the son of Ahab, who was the king of Israel at that time. The second king was Jehoshaphat, who was the king of Judah at that time. The third king was the king of Edom, whose name was not mentioned. These three kings went to war against a fourth king, who was the king of Moabites. It was a battle of three kingdoms against one. Now as they organized themselves and moved out for battle, through some kind of light phenomenon, the Moabites, who had already prepared for war, were deceived into thinking the three kings had gone against each other when they saw the river run red. They rushed for the spoils with excitement, which made them arrive totally unprepared for the fight. Therefore, those three kings defeated the Moabites in the battle and pursued them all the way to their own country. Then the king of the Moabites, seeing that he was overpowered, did something extraordinary. He took his son, his first son, his heir, who should have reigned in his place and sacrificed him as a burnt offering on the wall of his city for the whole world to see. Wow, what an action. Now it was never stated to whom he made this extreme sacrifice, but the Moabites are idol worshippers, so it was likely that he sacrificed to one of their gods. However, what happened after that sacrifice turned things around completely and the Israelites had to turn back from that fight, which made the Moabites to become free from Israel. What could have happened? Does it mean that the idol god of Moabites was able to deliver them? The scripture says that there was indignation against the Israelites after that sacrifice. I checked the meaning of the word indignation and I found it means righteous anger. That means everyone started to blame the Israelites and seeing them as evil people. It made the Israelites feel ashamed of themselves and they no longer felt justified 
in their actions. So they left. The sight of that young man burning on the wall of the city must have been so horrible and gut-wrenching. People no longer considered the fact that it was his own dad who had done that to him, but rather they concluded that Israel pushed the man to the point of doing such a thing to his own son and they condemned the action of the Israelites. I am sure the king may have rather preferred to die instead of his son, but he knew that sacrificing his own heir will have a deeper impact. It signified how badly the king wanted freedom from oppression for his people. He was willing to do the unthinkable to obtain the impossible. He didn't choose one of his citizens or one of his children, but he chose his favorite. He chose his heir. Oh, the agony, the sorrow, the heartbreaking sense of loss he must have felt. But yet, he valued freedom above all. No one needed to ask if that man wants his freedom. It was clear to both God and man. A sacrifice can be like the roar of a lion, calling attention to your bold, audacious declaration, stating your desire and how far you are prepared to go to get it. Many people say they need something, but never want it bad enough to do what it takes to get it. I won't be surprised if all of heaven stood still in wonder as they witnessed this bizarre event. Heaven does not see actions, but the intentions of the heart. So the state of that man's heart at that moment must have been a rare sight from the perspective of heaven. From that extreme action, the king attracted sympathy, which led to favor. People began to blame Israel, asking how they could have driven this man to the point where he had to do something this extreme. No one had an answer to give, not even Israel. One thing about a true sacrifice is that it shuts the mouth of even your enemies. People become so shocked that it puts them into confusion and makes them speechless and helpless. If a sacrifice is performed with a true heart, its effect is irresistible. A true sacrifice breaks previously unbreakable barriers and weakens your adversary. It's one of the most powerful strategies, but it must be done to completely surprise. Once it is an expected reaction, it will be ineffective. This now brings me to speak about another sacrifice recorded in the scriptures. It is also the sacrifice of a son by his father. Only this time it happened only spiritually, not physically. God asked 
Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. Abraham obeyed and was about to cut his son's throat and burn him just like the Moabite king did to his son. But God stopped him. However, in the book of James chapter 2:21 it reads, "Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar?" The scripture said he offered Isaac. Although Abraham did not actually kill Isaac, it was recorded as a sacrifice because he had already offered him up in his heart. This proves that a sacrifice is not your action, but the intention of your heart. Abraham looked at his son Isaac as a dead person, even as they climbed up the mountain. He must have been in anguish over what he had resolved to do to his heir. That sorrow and sense of loss he felt counted for him spiritually and the sacrifice was considered as done in the spirit. So when God stopped him, it was as if he received his son back to life. Now if a person simply does something big to impress or shock people, but that thing does not impact within him with a deep sense of loss. It is not counted as a sacrifice, no matter how big or great what he did looks. Thinking about it, our heavenly Father must have gone through an anguish no less when he gave up his only begotten son to die a shameful painful and humiliating death on the cross in the company of two criminals hanging stark naked nailed on a tree for the world to see the lord jesus christ cried my god my god why hast thou forsaken me I do not doubt for a second that after a lifelong walk in the presence of his heavenly father those moments of being without the divine presence must have been the most sorrowful for him even beyond the extreme torture his body was passing through at that time though he was received back to the life after 3 days it was on this terrible vulgar and shocking event that our christian faith is based and has continued to deliver mercy and grace for humanity ever since and will continue to do so even to the end of the age today we teach sacrifice as mere giving but it is really not about money or about actions but it is more about what happens to your heart A true sacrifice is supposed to humble you with a deep sense of loss and sorrow. A true sacrifice strips you bare of your pride and your ego, which provokes emotions from those to whom the sacrifice is offered. This message will be continued in part 2. Thank you for listening. God bless you.
you were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support, and contributions, kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234 We would love to hear from you. God bless you.